0: I was baptized under the hand of Ebezer Eliezer Miller, scrawled Brigham Young in his diary when he joined Joseph Smith, Jr.'s Church of Christ on April 9, 1832. Miller baptized Young on a cold, snowy day in Menden, New York, about twenty miles south of Rochester. After the two-mile trip from the stream back to his Menden home, Young wrote many years later, He, Miller, laid his hands on me and ordained me an elder at which I marvel. For Brigham Young, his conversion, baptism, and ordination heralded a new beginning, a rupture from his previous life as a rural New York craftsman struggling to reverse his parents' downward mobility. Young's paternal grandfather, Joseph Young, was a Hopkinton, Massachusetts, physician and surgeon who served in the French and Indian War and was killed when a fence pole fell on him in 1769. Joseph Young had already fashioned misery for his family through heavy drinking and gambling, which spoiled a promising opportunity to climb into prosperity and left his wife Elizabeth and his children in poverty and distress. As soon as the sleeping dust of her husband was decently committed to the grave, Brigham's sister Fanny later wrote, "'Every man to whom he owed a dollar was on the wing.'" Elizabeth Young sold her Hopkinton farm and bound out two of her sons, Joseph, Jr. and Brigham's father, John, then ages four and six. They served Colonel John Jones, who owned an estate and gristmill in nearby Ashland. It was hard work, as the region was a country broken and rocky, one with rich enough soil, well watered, but one to tax the capabilities of every farmer. Brigham's father, whom Jones's wife often threatened with severe floggings, escaped further torment by joining the Continental Army at age seventeen. After several short enlistments, John Young returned and, without better prospects, resumed work with Colonel Jones, this time for wages. Given his low economic station, John Young formed an advantageous union by marrying Abigail Nabby Howe in October 1785, According to Fanny Young, Nabby married John sorely against the will of her parents, particularly her father, for he thought it rather beneath him that his daughter should choose a servant boy brought up in the kitchen with black as well as white servants. Sometime after the birth of their second daughter in 1787, John Young moved his family to the frontier, settling on land southwest of Albany in present-day Durham. Several Hopkinton families had recently moved to the area. John Young undertook the move in a bid for independence and prosperity, as it was unlikely he would ever acquire property in Hopkinton. By 1790, however, the Youngs were back in Massachusetts. Phineas Howe resolved to reclaim his daughter and grandchildren from the wilderness and ordered two sleighs west to return them to Massachusetts. John knew that Nabby's father had always disliked him, Fanny Young wrote, and he, John, could not feel willing to place himself under his immediate inspection. Given Nabby's desire for home, however, John relented, suppressed his pride, moved his family into a house on Phineas Howe's land, and raised corn on shares. After ten years and the birth of five additional children, John Young pursued a second attempt at independence— From a wealthy brother-in-law, he purchased fifty acres of land in Whitingham, Vermont, nestled among the Green Mountains and close to the Massachusetts border. As he struggled to clear the rocky land on his new farm, Nabby bore their fourth son, Brigham, on June 1, 1801. Although she continued to bear children, Brigham's mother at this point was suffering from consumption. Brigham's sister Fanny bottle-fed him in his infancy. John Young never turned his Whitingham land into a profitable or even self-sustaining enterprise. Instead, he hired out his labor helping other freeholders clear their properties of trees, stumps, and rocks. He also turned to other meager sources of income. One Whitingham publication later identified him as a poor basket-maker. In 1804, the Youngs joined a Yankee exodus known as York Fever, in which thousands of New Englanders left unprofitable farms in Vermont and western Massachusetts for cheap land and a renewed hope of prosperity.